0: Propitiate for the Lord. Grace, grace, so that we cannot tear that together. Can't we, God? Yeah, grace that you we know, love. I don't understand. Grace, where shall we be? Thank you for washing our sins away. Thank you, Lord, for doing more than just washing our sins away. You buried them. And you're giving us a new future. Even through the sacrifice of your own body and blood. We say thank you, Jesus. We ask that nothing here will be done outside of grace. Even the hearing of the word, the preaching of the word will be with grace. The hearing will be with grace. Even the decision to go and do, we will act on it gracefully. He said, The laws came by Moses. He said, But grace and truth came by Jesus. Lord, cover us with your grace transform our lives with your grace like never before this month you've asked us to lay a lot of emphasis on this word grace you have called it our month of grace I'm confident that many of us from this moment onwards, our lives will never remain the same because your grace will be revealed to us anew in the name of the Lord Jesus we honor you Lord Jesus' most wonderful name we pray. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much, choir. Well done. Well done. God bless you. May be seated. God bless you. Just before I share with you um, what the Lord laid on our hearts to share this morning, I just want to alert you to a few things that um, is in a form of announcement number one. Um, you're quite aware this is the last Sunday in the first quarter of this year. Um, the next quarter starts sometime during this week. And the first Sunday in the new quarter will be on a Thanksgiving Sunday, and that will be next Sunday. Also, it's it's also the resurrection week. Uh, So the Lord is telling me something new is starting. Uh, So the Lord is telling me that all things will be buried. There will be an emergence of something new in somebody's life here. That comes with responsibility because what the Lord is also saying that we won't be doing things as usual anymore. Uh, we would need to move to a new level, a new level of discipline, a new level of, you know, commitment unto the Lord. But His grace is sufficient. You know, He's prepared with grace, hasn't He? And that grace, the wind of grace will be behind you in the name of Jesus. May I also ask you that you don't let anyone distract you you are a man or a lady on an assignment. If I were you, I would set my focus completely on Jesus and I won't let anything to distract me at all. Set my eyes upon Jesus, just open another song. Lo full wonderful faith I'm many singing more today. When the things so earth we grow strangely deep, in the light of his glory and grace. Those of you that were at the meeting this morning, thank God bless the choir, wonderful always on hand. You know that was the last word we shouted, what was the last word we shouted before we finished the meeting? Glory, glory. It's all coming together, and I pray we will take advantage of what the Lord is said to do in our midst in Jesus' name. We are all welcome once again to this Sunday service. It was a busy weekend, wasn't it? I was wondering anybody would be here this morning. And also I was wondering anybody would be to stand on their feet. But God has been gracious. Praise the name of the Lord. What I want to talk to you about this morning to the early afternoon is titled Making It All Count. Making It All Count. You understand in a minute where I'm going. I'll probably start with just general illustration with you. There are many places around us today where people will gather in football stadium. Many, many football stadiums, people will gather there. And apparently I will expect two teams to play against one another. I learned that this weekend is international matches they are playing. Are you aware of that? Okay, thank God you are sincere as if some of you that didn't talk. I know you follow football, don't you? All right, so, and um, there was something I had in the news this morning, out with what I'm going to talk about now. The, the Northern Ireland, yes, the, the Northern Ireland team, they nearly miss um, going ahead to play their opponent today because traditionally in the Irish island, both north and south, it's been a very religious place. And you don't do work on Sunday. And so it was a big shock that, that UEFA, uh, which is the European Governing Council, uh, football governing body, will allow a football match to be arranged on a Sunday. And so there's a little bit of protest going on over there at the moment, saying that why should, um, you know, they fix the football and they're just encroaching more and more and more on Sunday. It's not here, nor there, because yes, Sunday is the Lord's Sabbath, but we know through the years that Jesus Christ, our Lord, has kind of moved us away from the law. Now, what that is telling me is that another rich team will be playing. Does anybody know who they are playing? They're playing somebody. You're not interested in that one. You're only interested in club football. They'll be playing whatever team. And when those two teams are on the pitch today, watch out if you watch football, there's likely going to be one team who will be in the midfield, playing all the midfield, playing all the defense, doing everything, and it's very possible that that team may not score a goal. Can you relate to that? And over and again, you do see that in life. You see a boxer, and I remember, uh, I hope this will settle everybody down for a minute before I go to the message. Did anybody watch Rumble in the Jungle? Are you old enough to watch that? All right. Yeah. Huh? The video. The video. <laughs> I remember I watched it in my elder brother's living room in Lagos. Uh, it was those grainy black and white telly, and uh, we watched it till very late. It was, it was in Zaire. Uh, that was between George Foreman and uh, Muhammad Ali. And in my youth, I was rooting badly for George Foreman. He was throwing the punches and everything. But my elder brother, many years, a lot older than myself, and, you know, a lot of deference about him. But almost that day, I broke that protocol because we were all very animated. We were all rooting for... He was saying, this Muhammad Ali, and he said, no, 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 Ali will win. Try and listen to some of these elders. They know one or two things you don't know. And before my very eye, with... George Foreman had thrown all the punches, haven't done all the fighting, one punch from Muhammad Ali, and George Foreman was down. I screamed, get up, get up, one, two, three, nine. And uh, that was the end of the fight. All the punches that George Foreman threw, they didn't count. All the dodging and all the undercut and all the hooks and everything, they didn't count. One thing counted, and that was that left jab by Muhammad Ali. And he won. I will talk to you about making it count today. Because many of you are in that place in which, throughout your years, you've thrown so many punches, it doesn't seem to be counting. Throughout your years, you've run so much of the races. It seems as if at the very last minute, somebody crossed the line before you do. But as many as we humble their hearts before the Lord, thank you, Father. He will help you. It will begin to count. It will begin to And it's never too late. You know, many times I look at myself. I was talking to somebody before we were um, at Linksfield. We used to have a parish at Linksfield uh, in the sitting area. You know, and I was talking to this person, a lovely brother, you know, and, and I, I was moaning. I was saying, you know, Lord, if I know you're going to lead me into ministry, I should not have gone through all the education that I went through. You will have just plucked me up, threw me to a Bible college and let me know Bible, plenty of Bible. After all, here I am now. And the man very wisely, you know, very young person in the Lord, he said, everything added together. He said, God knew what he was doing. My experience, maybe as a driver, experience as a teacher, experience as whatever, as a nurse, experience as an oil worker, is all adding together. But, we must make sure it all counts. And so, this afternoon, I will share with you one or two things from the scripture so that we will see to it that everything we do will count hallelujah turn with me uh to the book of acts chapter 4 verse 16 and put a finger there but i want to talk about somebody i've spoken to you about football i've spoken to you about um boxing but like from my notes just 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 to remind me let me speak to you about somebody else about two millennia ago there was a there were many rabbis you know who were there in israel and they were doing all sorts of teaching and, 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 and encouraging people and doing a lot of exposition from the Word of God. But all of them, barely could they heal anyone, barely could they make people be more righteous. In actual fact, one of the rabbis mentioned unto them that why are you putting a lot of weight on these people when you yourself can't do it? And of all these rabbis that were at that time, only one rabbi stood out. And it was only him that all his efforts added together and counted. You know that rabbi? Jesus. And so on that basis, I want to challenge us today, brothers and sisters, that when you see it counting for somebody else, and I will tell you what I'm asking for, for verse 16 in a minute. Because this same singular rabbi who affected his generation more than the other rabbi, the others hated him. Maybe you are harboring resentment because somebody is moving. The Lord is... Before I go further at all, because I will start with a few presuppositions again before we go to the study today. Please, I beg you, do not let resentment consume you. We started together. Where has it gone so far? We are all, you know, putting so much effort. I even believed before he did. Who hasn't been there before sometimes i look around me and say you know when did he believe even see how god is using him and believe you me you need to rein yourself in sometimes you say i was the one that taught him those subjects many of you have told me that before we went for the same interview he got uh, taken for the job i didn't get taken for the job don't let resentment fill you you know what we need to do you will listen today you will act on what the Lord will tell you on how to make it count. So that it shall not just be, I've done so much. Why have I not seen so much? And that is where the Lord is taking us today. It might be instructive for me to bring this slide in now. Because I knew somewhere around the line I would need this slide. So put that slide up for me, please. Demota, uh, send that slide upstairs. put that slide up for me, please. Now, I got that slide for somebody. It's not particularly complex. Um, I got that slide from some. You know, when it gets to a stage in which you get your sermon aid and your salmon. that's the whole sermon for me, um, from some quarters. You know, God is telling you stories. Before I explain that slide, it's wise and decent to let you know the source of my slide. But let me talk about it before and see whether it is worth you know where my slide came from. There are three lines there. Whether you are mathem- mathematician or not is immaterial. All of us can see clearly there are three lines there. If it is so, can I hear yes? I right, so may I ask there are three colors there or primarily three um, colours that Uh, Four colors there. Five colors with white. I know, I know. Very clever in this place. You never let anything go. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Ever so clever. But God bless you for that. There are three colors there that we would need. (laughs) After all, spirit speak to spirit. There is the red color. Do you agree with me? There is a blue color. And there is what? A green color. If upward means success, if x axis or the horizontal means time, it then means that whoever is here by, let's say, time six, who is highest? Who is highest? By time 8. Who is highest? By time 12. Let's say. Who is very highest? And I know we are all wise people in the house. I don't want to put names so that I don't want anybody to feel offended. But let me for once say this one is uh, John. This one is james and this one is peter you know i'm only using biblical words so it's got nothing to do with you you got a pointer for me thank you sir there we go so we now see that by time six the life of john has gone very well And if we are to assess the three of them, we will say, John is doing fantastically well in life. You agree with me? But by the time we get to time eight, even though John maintains a fairly steady path through life, there will be ups and downs, but this is the most appropriate line to go through those points. Suddenly, who 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 is above now? James. And you then say, wow, we are celebrating James. But when we were in three, time three, James was the last. You agree with me? Sorry, who is, the, who is green? Peter was the last. And followed by, followed by. But this Peter, who was very last, by the time we get to time 12, where is Peter? Far above all of them. Is that speaking to you? You know, everybody has got different trajectories in life. Everybody has got different path that God has planned for them. So you might be wondering, why am I just here? When if you are to stick on with the Lord, you will soon be here. When those that are here, you are envy them, they are still far below you. When I heard that yesterday, I just, I said, Lord, how true. And how much we worry, you can take that, or you can leave it before I say you take it out in a minute. And I said, it's only fair to acknowledge my source of this slide. You know, we were talking something else, and uh, one young man showed me. He said, you know, he's been preaching. <laughs> uh, th- things do happen in this world. And he showed me, and I said, really, what is this? And I got stuck on this. I got stuck on the formula. I said, what is F, X, 50, He said, forget about that. He said, that's just, that's immaterial. Because how did, I said, he said, "That's not the issue." I said "What's the issue." And, and he talked me through this just as I've talked to you now. Wow, my eyes were open. I said, "Lord, this is a message here for me. This is a message for your people that we should stop worrying about it." And I was said, "Where did you get the sermon from?" Well, he said, he developed the sermon. We got a word from somebody else. Well, everything within that same room. The, where he got the word from was there. And the person that developed the sample was there. Any guess? And who did the slide? That <laughs> I, 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 You know, I wanted to, in my usual manner, I wanted to skip over that and, and, and just let it go. But I believe the Lord said there's a message in that for every one of you as well. That, you know, there's so much in each and every one of us. That if the opportunity presents itself, it will be let out. Well, he preached that in his church. What I didn't ask from him was that, um, as he got invitation to be a guest minister. <laughs> so that we we'll pay the tithe or whatever they give him there. <laughs> Take that slide away for a moment. Brothers and sisters, even if I close my message at this point, I believe somebody is taking something with him. Because when you prepare messages, the Lord will tell you the high point. He will tell you the low point. I uh, left it in my heart. I said, there will be more message just in showing that slide. It was supposed to be relevant, to be honest with you. But the Lord said, I should bring it out. Brethren, three areas I will quickly tell you where it must all count. Amen? Because of our time. Number one your hard work must count your hard work must count many times we go through life we labor it seems as if we got nothing to show for it turn with me quickly to the book of judges chapter six i just take i've got about three stories in the bible to use but let's just use one of them because of our time and then uh, it might be a short message it's been a long weekend for you you lost one hour of sleep so it might be a good idea to uh, is, is it on the screen please judges chapter six please Judges chapter 6, very quickly. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of them. go to verse 3 for me, quickly. Please follow with me. Okay, verse 3, what does it say? So it was whenever Israel had sown, Midianites would come up, also Amalekites, and the people of the east would come up against them. Uh-huh. Next verse, please. Then they will encamp against them, thank you, Father, and destroy the produce of the earth as far as Gaza, and leave no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep, nor ox, nor donkey. Verse 6. Uh, verse 5 thank you for 5 go back to 5 uh, for they will come up with their livestock and their tents coming in as numerous as locals both they and their camels were without number and they will enter the land to destroy finally verse 6 so israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites, and the children of israel cried out to the lord my prayer for you is that those that did not labor with you, they will not plunder your labor. (laughs) You know many people, they labor for others to eat. I've got a few, some of the comments coming from you. One of the things I hate most, especially in the work of the gospel, you labor, you labor somebody from nowhere, they come and spoil the whole thing. I've got stories to tell you, but I won't bother you with them. I don't even want to create bad depression in your heart. Somebody was telling me a story about how God used him in a particular location to gather a lot of souls unto the Lord Jesus Christ. In the course of doing that, there were some blessings that came from it. God honored him. God blessed him. God put in the heart of the people that they should be generous towards him. And so some guy was looking around over his shoulder and they were only seeing the generosity, the material generosity of the people towards this man and was coveting that instead of focusing on the labor that the man did. Anyway, by one plot to another, the real man was moved from the place and some strangers as they were, some usurpers as it were, came up and took the place and wrecked the place, never had the love for the people, was only interested in the filthy locker, was only interested in the material gain and destroyed everything. My pain for that man is that why will you labor and a stranger coming to destroy your labor? And some of you, you've helped companies before to develop programs and things that they will be using. When it's time for promotion, you are overlooked. There are many before. You enter a family in marriage. And the moment you enter into that family, they began began to be blessed, whether as a woman or as a man. And so along the line, they began to hate you. They say you are the one that, you know, they've brought this and brought that. Some women, they labor over their children. When it's time for the children to be to, to, to show, you know, kindness and largesse like towards them, what do they get? They get a wish mother because a stranger has come into their life. The same thing happens. Maybe the son gets lumbered with somebody else. What am I talking about? May the Lord never allow somebody to enter into your labor, especially a stranger that will destroy it. It must count. Somebody listen to what I'm saying it must count it must count it must count how many stories have we had of two young people that grew up together when they had nothing they were growing up they were growing up then suddenly the man became a star money comes in now and then a strange woman come around oh that's in the world you are joking no how did the church the people just from nowhere and the man said, I, he said, he said, he said, we, how do they say it? He said, we begin to grow apart. That's the common language. He said, then they fell out of love. But you are in love until the money came. I was reading an article in the Daily Mail one time. Just talking about, this is a Christ that must be in your heart. Lord, let my labor not be in vain. Read an article in the Daily Mail one time. They listed about 12 million years. Unfortunately, lottery millionaires, I've shared that with you before lottery millionaires. Six out of them, their relationships broke up. Three, I think, or four, they were sincere enough that the relationships had no problem until money came. Money was the thing that came to make it not to add together for them anymore. Praise the name of the Lord. In a moment, as I mentioned to you, so that was what Israel was going through. They will labor. But remember, the cause of their problem was sin in their own case. Because verse 1 says, because they sinned against the Lord. You know, one of the the, the most powerful force in the world, one of the most powerful forces in the world is the force of sin. Sin is powerful. Now, people just don't know. Sin is very powerful. Thank God for grace. If not for grace, there's no one that will survive. Because it's only grace. I mean, sin... Such so so much has such a grip on people that just a single misdemeanor, a single philandering, might seal the the faith of four generations. Sin, horrible. Just a glass too much, might set a person on the the part of sin. So that was what set them to be just losing out on what God has planned for them. That's why sin, we must be ruthless with it. And I pray that the sin will not have dominion over any one of us. But remember grace. Grace is there to turn it around. I know families up to the third and fourth generation, the particular problem has been raining there. And all they need to find out and know is that this is due to the force of sin that is raging in that family. Genesis 26 was another good story. I probably have enough time to take that one before I take the other two major points. Verses 17 to 22. Hallelujah. I believe God has some serious stuff to tell us this afternoon. You agree with me? Because he wants all your labor to count. I'm tired of, you know, just just walking and, and making excuses. I want to see something happen. In verse 17, then Isaac departed from there and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerah and dwelt there. And Isaac dug again in the wells of the water which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. He called them by the names which his father called them. Verse 19, also Isaac's servants dog in the valley and found a well of running water there. But the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's men, saying, the water is yours, is ours. So he called the name of the well Essek, because they quarreled with him. Then he dug another well, and, um, and they quarreled over that one also, so he called his name Sitna, which means opposition. And he moved from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it, so he called his name Rehoboth. May you get to your Rehoboth very quickly. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's. It, <laughs> it, for this story, as far as I'm concerned, if we are to put the two stories behind, the Midianite story and Isaac story, which one would you say is more difficult? I would probably take the Isaac war. You know why? Where you can run away and hide, because they were running and hiding when the Midianers were chasing. But when thirst is, lo- is, is knocking on your door, there's nowhere to run. Number two, digging a well in the desert is not a child's play. And there's nothing more painful. After you've dug and dug and you struck water and you celebrated, the next thing that you heard is that somebody says that we own that thing that you have dug. But thank God, there's a real hope to be. Because God rose up on their behalf and I said, you will stop them no more. And they were not able to stop them. So may I also one more time tell you, please in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, set your heart on it from today, that your hard works will count. And anything short of that will not take it. How can it count? And that will be a general principle for the other ones. In Luke chapter 5, let's the word of God speak to us, please. Luke chapter 5, if you have a Bible, might be helpful to turn to it. If not, you can use the one on the screen. I'll read from verse 3. Then he, Jesus, got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he, Jesus, has stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Amen. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and uh, caught nothing. What is that one? Labor that did not count. That did not yield anything. We have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will lay down the net. So, if you really want your labor to count number one, get Jesus in your boat. And we can't say that too often. Please, get Jesus in the boat. The Jesus in my boat will not be useful for you. He must be in your boat. Because remember, there were two boats there on the day. It was only the boat that Jesus was in that God filled with fish. So it's pointless trying to say, and I've had many people, paradventure, adventure you are in here. I was born into a Christian home and therefore I'm a Christian. no. No. A bicycle in a Jaguar garage It's not a Jaguar. You need to know the Lord clearly. It's about time we spell it out. Talk of good Christian upbringing. I was there. We prayed every morning. We prayed before we went to bed. I won the thousand prize for, the, for the, the second or third prize for Bible. I was going to hell. If you have a record that can beat that, meet me after the service. I was singing. I sing, The first song I sang for the choir for the Christmas was The Holy and the Ivy. Angelic voice for devilish hearts. I'm not talking about somebody. I'm talking about me. Before Jesus changed me, are you hearing me? When we make altar calls, listen carefully. That's what I'm talking about. And so, when I'm talking about things are going to change, it's not just going to be we come and to ashamed. If you've not really have a contact with Jesus and He saved you, get it sorted. Get Him into your boat. Get into your boat. I'm not talking about somebody, I'm talking about me. That's what I went through until he opened my eyes and said, boy, you continue like that, you will end up in hell fire. And he showed me the picture of hell. The only thing I'm still praying, praying to him for, please give me vision of heaven too. Maybe because I see heaven around me all the time. But I've seen hell, I've been there. I was not in hell, i not I've seen hell, you know what I mean. He showed me hell. not I've seen hell. So, if you really want your labor to can get Jesus in your boat. Number two, listen to him when he talks. You know, the, the, uh, Peter was tempted not to listen to the Lord. Did you, did you see that here? He said, you know, he said, you know, Lord, we've caught nothing. And in, in, those, in that single verse, there are so many things there. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let that delay. Nevertheless, it essentially saying, well, if you insist you know what that means in our language you say well okay if i have to i know we're not going to catch anything anyway how good jesus is despite this guy's unbelief they still caught the fish you know that guy was full of unbelief but one thing is that action sometimes even without a commensurate fully uh, convinced heart will still give you good results and i'll tell you many examples like that those of you that were in the workers' meeting this morning that we prayed. And if you're a worker, you are not there. So a part of the new dispensation is that we need to take that very seriously. We prayed. How many of you were there this morning? We prayed. That didn't just come by anything. When I got to my office this morning, first thing, I came 30 minutes later than I normally do. And that's quite a few minute, quite many, many, few hours before you came. The Lord trusted me clearly. He said I should leave where I was and I should go and sit on a particular part of the couch. Immediately I sat there, all those prayer points were dictated to me. Now, if I come to this altar and lie down, I won't get those prayer points. If I have dug the ground and rolled there and put on sackcloth, I won't get it. What got it? Simple obedience. Stay here, stay there. That is why more than anything else, you must learn to hear the voice of God. I've recommended that book and I hope I will contact the I will contact the the publishers of it and I will recommend the book to you again. Um it is how you can hear the voice of God. Uh, I gave it to about three of you. How many of you have I recommended that book to in this church that you read it? Remember for me, maybe not church this morning. I recommend it to a few of you, you know, and um, they bought it, is by Kenneth E. Egin. It was the very first Christian book I wrote and set me on the path of hearing God. Every believer must hear the voice of God. Whether audibly, whether by impression, whether by vision, it is a must. There are no two ways about it. And so, if it must count, you must be able to hear the voice of him who will make it to count. Because he knows the way. Very quickly, point number Two, the first one is that the three main areas where it must count in our lives, your hard work must count, number two. Setbacks and disappointments must also count. You know, many a times, our setbacks and disappointments, they, we waste them. We waste them. Um... The best people are those ones who harness whatever has been thrown at them. Those who keep mourning, who keep complaining. If you see my Lord, if you know what I'm going through, God is not fair. They may miss out on the message in their problem. And so it's important for us that... We do not allow those things to pass us by. Romans 8, 28. All things work together for good. All things. In John chapter 9, verses 1 to 3. John 9, verses 1 to 3. Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind? Maybe people have asked you before, what have you done that you are still with this problem? Maybe people have told you before, see, you are having this problem because it must have been because of your parents, not always. You are the only one that we're still expecting God to answer you is because you have done something wrong. Please, spare me. You don't know. You don't know where where I am. It might be for the verse 3 that we will read now. And in verse 3, the Lord Jesus Christ shocked them apparently. Jesus answered, neither this man... uh nor his parents uh, sin, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. And believe you mean, when God uses you as a sample of his power, it might not be comfortable in the beginning, but it's the most glorious thing that can happen. A lackluster life is not as good as one that probably has been through ups and downs and you are a reference point of the power of God. Everybody wants to be to have big testimony. Nobody wants to have big trial. People are testifying day after day. You say, Lord, when will my testimony come? Your testimony is on the way. Why do I know? Because you have that trial. Where will my testimony come? Well, if you have been denying the trial, I've been accusing God, nothing will come. Let even the setback of your lives count. Let those setback be separating stones let it count. Your upbringing, let it count. Somebody was shining here before. All he's gone through. you know, Didn't wear shoes for so long to carry luggage on his head. Had to do all sorts of jobs to pay. It's all counting now. And if you are born in Buckingham Palace as well, let it count. God in his wisdom can make everything. Nobody has special edge. That's what you don't know. You will not probably have survived the attention that they are giving them if God has put you there. I probably would. I can't leave my house. I can't, you know, get to... Uh, uh, they say they don't carry cash in their wallet, the royals. And I get to McDonald's, um, Asda. And I feel like having a quick uh, hamburger. And behind my standing eating it, people photographing me. What a life. I can't survive it, but they can so don't, 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 don't quarrel with anybody. Does that make sense to you? That's not my life. But the one I can handle, the Lord has given to, to me. Ordinary bath, various degrees of difficulty in growing up, you tell me your own story when you have the time. But the most important thing is that please let your challenges of life count as well. Can I hear a minute to that? Maybe one of these days, not because we want to recount evil, we will ask as many of us to just do a testimony day where people will come forward there and just tell us a little bit about their journey. Just tell us a bit about your journey. And you'll be shocked. It's fast. You will cry. What folks sitting in here have gone through? You will cry. Those who lost probably three family members in quick succession. Those who for no reason of theirs never knew their mother. That's life. But it can still count. Is that point made? Let it count. Set your heart on it. Oh, this is a very difficult husband. This wife is impossible. Well, it's not gone as far as stabbing you yet. I hope not. And even if that happens, there's still nothing God cannot change. Finally, finally because of our time. What are the two areas we mentioned that we must allow Whatever we go through to count, your hard work was number two, your setbacks. Number three, let your journey here on earth count. Matthew 16 26. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Let no one deceive you. The journey here is short. It's short. It's short i mean i'm still a young man by all standards but when i look back i know surely it's very in fact it's it's not possible i don't want it that i will still live number of years i've lived or many of you are not thinking of even your good okay where you transition that's why we behave as if everything is going to be permanently here i was praying at the wedding yesterday and i said lord when the couple they are doing their 58th year anniversary, I won't be here. I don't want to be. Hundred and uh, seven or six or about What am I doing? Forget it. Ninety non-dimities. Do you know? Do people still speak Latin? You know what non-dimities it? Ah, it's in the common prayer um, liturgy. Lord, now let thy servant depart in peace. Ah. See, that's where I'll be coming from. My journey (laughs) is long. 90, I want to see my non dimitri So, what I'm simply telling you now is that for every one of us, as the days are going by, we better be thinking of what our eternity will be. That is, even if we live it all through. And may I also warn you, we've been saying things that are not completely correct. Being absent for the body and being with the Lord is not necessarily a disadvantage for those that are gone, it's only for those of us that are staying. So, stop it. Many of the time you testify, Lord, thank you. I'm still alive. No, if you'll be alive and be doing well, we won't die young. So, be absent from the body, we must pray the whole gospel because sometimes we think that that in itself is a big testimony. You will fulfill your time. Am I losing you already? Uh-huh. Because I'm making a major mind shift for us and paradigm shift. And even by the grace of God, for instance, an accident happened. You know, we must even be careful the way we give testimonies. An accident happened right there in, um, was it in France? The, the air crash, wasn't it? You know, if, I, if my flight was immediately after that one, or my flight was just before that one, or I missed that flight, if I were to come back here and testify, my testimony must reflect my concern for those that, that perished. You know, I can't come here and I say, praise the Lord. Ah, they die. Me, I don't die. No, 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 I'm telling you, we must move to that level. If we, we really please the Lord and have a good testimony. And I've seen that happen many places. Will you thank God? Yes, we thank God that God has extended your life. That's what God has done. Life is a gift. So that's your testimony to be, Lord. Well, I thank you for the responsibility that I still need to do a lot more for you. I thank you, Lord, that my wife and children, well, somehow you decided to, you know, see, allow me to be around them. Even if not so, I know you will have taken care of them. Pray holistic prayer. Give holistic testimonies. Because when the world is listening to you, they can sense and even your testimony can put people off. Your testimony can stop a person believing. I can close on this one. So it's not part of the script, but it's over a period of time it's been popping up and I didn't know how, when God would want me to say it. But I think God fitted it in there now. So what we are saying, beloved of the Lord, is that, Eternity is the most important thing. If we don't believe in it, stop being a Christian. It's a lot more temporarily cozy. Though it comes with pain, being an unbeliever is horrible though, to be honest, but well. But it could be reasonably cozy. You know, they do all the nonsense and whatever. But if heaven is not your target, it's probably not worth all your labor here. If it's only in this world that we have hope, we have all men. Right. Did you get the message? Do you think you will be able to run with that? Matthew 6 verse 19. Do not lay up treasure for yourself on earth. I remember we, we mentioned that before. God wants the best for you. Amen? God wants all the best for you. Um, but it's also important that you do not let that be the ultimate. Is that making sense to you? In Matthew chapter 6 verse 2, I will close on that. Um, Let's read Matthew 6, 19 to 20 and I will link that with verse 2 and then I will make one or two comments and we will close. I think we are good for time. All right. Matthew chapter 6 verses 19 and 20. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. Amen? That should be your amen now. Don't agree to that. Where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. So I think that simply means that whatever you are doing, let there be an heavenly account credited. If it is you bless somebody, open a savings account in heaven. And I will explain that to you. It's better you open a savings account in heaven than a current account. Or it's better you have both. In the current account, when you labor there, heaven will respond and bless you. In the savings account, you leave it until you see Jesus face to face. Yes. And also in in, in verse 2 of that same place, he said that when you do arms, do not expect them to repay you back or else you will have your reward. Meaning that some people, when they get to heaven, their accounts will be more empty than they expected. Because if I bless you and I'm expecting by all means that you say a big thank you to me and please let's learn to say thank you. And I grab your throat until I extracted that thank you from your heavenly account, they've removed that one. You know what dawned on me, telling you where I was coming from as well. I was in systems before. Where when we do a building fund or offering or whatever, various systems have been before, they will read out the names of the big givers. Well, you, you know, you are aware of that. They will say uh, doctor, chief, it's chief, we start. Chief, doctor, pastor, reverend, bishop, sir. Chris, Benley, the ex X, Y, Z. Everybody will clap. You know what the Lord told me? That's all the gods. That's their reward. He said, that's lost. That one is lost. And that's why now I miss many of you, Your account, I know it's full. As a pastor, I have a little inclination to what so many are doing. In showing love, in taking care of others, one day you will enter into your blessing. Amen. And you will be shocked at how much the Lord has laid in stock for you. Finally, you're going to propose in your heart that your life will not be purposeless, that every labor shall turn to life, every setback shall be a stepping stone, and your life at the end shall be one long success story even as you enter eternity to see the Lord. Want to rise up with me for a moment so that we can pray? Hallelujah. i just like you to speak to the Lord just briefly. Tell him um, that you appreciate the word they has sent to you. Not necessarily the one spoken by my mouth, as you are sitting down there, the spirit of the Lord must have been speaking to you. Am I with you? Also, we mentioned that Jesus must really, really be in your boat. You remember we mentioned that? And, you know, Jesus in somebody else's boat will not work. Jesus in your friend's boat will not work. I just want every one of us to look up to heaven just for a minute or so and say, Lord, please, above all things, let my eternity be sure. Help me that on the last day I will see your glory. And maybe you're in the category that I mentioned that you need to make a clear-cut decision for the Lord. Don't let this message pass you by. Let this message count. Because That's another thing. The message may not count. Let it count. So you want to make a decision for the Lord? I will encourage you. I want to pray for you. I want to ask the Lord to take hold of your heart. With all our eyes closed, all ears bowed, you really, really want Jesus in your boat. Lift up your hand. Let me pray for you. So that when that day comes, it will be that it all counted. Thank you, Father. Maybe your journey had been topsy turvy up today, down tomorrow, and you want to recommit, wherever you are, turn your heart over to the Lord. Commit unto him. And then all of us together, we just take one prayer point. And I will expect that we will pray it. Powerfully, energetically, and the Lord's name will be glorified thereby. Hallelujah. In Genesis 26, where we read, there's an inheritance for you. Amen. There's somewhere God has ordained for you. And it's about time you forcefully insist that you will not be stopped from entering to that inheritance some of the number one inheritance is a closer walk with God than all the others we call like success in your career like a successful marriage like your children and many other you can fill in the blank so we we'll take that singular prayer as a confessional prayer and I will give you about a minute or so to pray and then I can go and sit down and we can close and take our offering and do one or two other things before we go so you lift up your right hand to the heavens and with all our voices as one, we will cry out today and say, Father, Father in, the Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I declare Jesus, that I will enter into my inheritance. In the name of Jesus, I resist every essay, I resist every spirit of sitna. I resist every spirit of Essek. It's a Hebrew word. Essex means contention. I'm not speaking anything. It's there. And Sidna means what? Opposition. So when the Bible keeps those words, it's for a purpose. All right? So not doing anything on scripture. We're doing things that you should be able to understand and follow closely. So together we we'll say to in, in the name of Jesus, I resist every Essex spirit. I receive every spirit of sit And I shall enter into my possession. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voices and pray. Pray that with all your confidence, because there's somebody whom the enemy's number one desire is to stop you from entering to where the Lord has planned and purpose and ordained for you. But you will not be stored. You will not be stored in that your project, in that your career, in your family situation over that your child the where you have been digging and they want to cover up again every sex spirit walking in that man walking in that woman, stopping you from entering in. you are resisted. the bible says resist the devil and we flee from you take a stand against it every sickness spirit against your marriage making your marriage to be painful, not joyful anymore, making your life not to be what it ought to be Take a stand and resist in the name of Jesus. They we not have any hold upon you. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Rock of Ages. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Father, we thank you for this afternoon. Your word is ever true. By your permission, we have spoken your word. We have declared your hearts as best as we found grace. And this afternoon, my Father, my God, I pray that everyone in this room, by your special grace and mercy, every labor in our life, we count in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yeah. The labor over your children, we count. Yeah. The labor over your spouse, we count. Yeah. The labor in that place of employment, we can. Above all, the labor of Jesus and His servants over your life, we can as well. When they pray for you in secret, you will receive the answer in the public, and God will raise hell for you in the name of Jesus. Your story shall not be like that. They pray for A, God answer. Why is it that when they pray for me, God He answer? That shall not be your story in the name of Jesus. I ask Lord that every difficulty we've been through every challenge every setback every disappointment let them yield their righteous fruit in the name of Jesus turn every disappointment into great testimony in the name of the Lord Jesus let grace be in place of our shame in the name of Jesus Lord, in your kingdom we shall not be found wanting. Yes. Oh, what does it profit a man if he gains the old world and loses his soul? The world is heading the wrong direction, but we have found Jesus. Oh, better still Jesus has found us. And we ask, Lord, we shall not lose out on that very greatest encounter we've ever had, encounter with the Lord. When the role is called yonder, when the role is called yonder, Lord, my heart cried that everyone under the cover of this, my voice, the sound of my voice, shall all be there in the name of the Lord Jesus. You will not be missing. That time, all the struggles, we pale into nothingness. All the disappointments, we mean nothing. That time you will see your master's face and you will rejoice in seeing him. We thank you, Father. Meet our needs this afternoon. Speak the word of healing unto those that need it. We speak the word of deliverance unto those that are bound. We speak the word of elevation unto those that are kept down. Let joy fill your heart. Let Jesus be glorified. Thank you, Rock of our salvation jesus mighty name we pray somebody shout hallelujah